Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat, in this week's headlines, the USDA reports neutral wheat and maize with the usual anomalies. Argentine wheat export restrictions are mooted and there's more export corridor chatter. Another USDA report is behind us, which was perceived as neutral, with global ending stocks of wheat and maize down 1 and 3 million metric tonnes respectively. As is normal nowadays, the report contained its fair share of anomalies. US wheat production was lowered on a combination of harvested area and yield, which was largely offset by reductions in domestic usage and exports. U.S. maize opening stocks were reduced in line with the September stocks report, whilst the yield was also reduced by a marginal 0.6 bushels per acre, which was offset by large cuts in ethanol usage and exports as they juggled the numbers to suit the narrative. The drought affected Argentine wheat crop, which was lowered by 1.5 million metric tonnes, with some trade sources below that figure. There have also been unconfirmed reports that the government may impose export restrictions to protect domestic supplies and combat inflation. It's fair to say that US wheat and maize at current values does not compete with other significantly cheaper origins and does not buy an incremental demand. But herein lies the rub. Market direction is influenced by news headlines which trigger fund activity and algorithmic trading boxes, causing contagion across all derivative markets simultaneously, which sets the trend, leaving the cash markets to define the real value. The USDA left Russian wheat production and exports unchanged when the trade expected an increase. Maybe they know something, the trade doesn't. However, to compensate for this, they left the Indian wheat crop and exports unchanged, both of which are overstated, with talk that India may not be the silver bullet to solve the world food shortage it purported to be, and that they may need to import later in the season. The bombing of the Crimean Bridge and the inevitable retaliation by Putin sent prices sharply higher on talk that the export corridor would not be extended beyond the 120-day initial agreement period. The market has subsequently given back circa 50% of the gains on talk that the corridor would remain open with the caveat that the EU would not be a recipient of the goods. Reports suggest that there are more than 100 vessels waiting to enter and leave the corridor with delays of up to 15 days to get loaded, followed by a similar delay to pass through the Turkish inspection. A flurry of vessels have been arriving hoping to get loaded and away before the November deadline, but who risk getting trapped should the corridor close. This is understandably making ship owners wary of undertaking such a risk. Geopolitics and macroeconomic news and the news headlines they generate will guarantee that market volatility continues. On to malting barley and world barley production figures are raised. There's difficulty with new export sales pre-Christmas and surplus barley outstrips demand. Last night, the USDA raised the world barley production figure from the 2022 harvest by 1.3 million tonnes. There was little surprise that 1 million tonnes of that increase is in Europe, and of that, the UK has approximately 700,000, most of which is spring malting barley. So, the supply side of barley is weighing heavy on the market. We continue to play our part by exporting this surplus, with malting barley boats of Laureate loading at Pool and Planet at Sharpness this week. With most drilling completed in the south, malting barley growers are turning their attention again to selling barley. 
However, new export sales are difficult to make pre-Christmas. UK maltsters are already covered until the new year, with brewers covered until new crop. So all we can do for October, November and December is buy to fill existing sales, but when they're filled, we can't sell any more. The January to June month still has maltster buying interest, and despite wheat futures being more down than up this week, prices for the new year are still showing good malting premiums, well for now anyway. Other commodities may have other long-term reasons to justify holding for sales later in the new year, but they do not apply to malting barley. The simple facts are there is a finite demand for malting barley in the UK and Europe, and we have a surplus which outstrips that demand. Of course, feed barley has a longer fuse than malting barley and may find additional demand in the new year, but by that stage the malting industry should be satisfied and the good current malting premiums will probably have disappeared. The oilseed rape headlines for this week. The USDA supply and demand offers support to soybeans. Mississippi River water levels are at near historic low, impacting exports, and there's weaker crude oil. The market remains volatile, with pressure coming from crude oil and general weaknesses earlier in the week before the USDA offered support to Chicago soybeans on Wednesday. Domestic rapeseed buyers have increased their bids, keen to secure spot supplies, but overall they were unsuccessful due to the lack of sellers as they hold out for better levels. U.S. soybean futures jumped to a two-week high on Wednesday after the USDA unexpectedly cut its U.S. soybean harvest forecast and raised imports by top soy buyer China. Analysts expected a drop in demand for U.S. soybeans, but this was totally offset by a surprise drop in production. However, the price gains were held in check by expectations of potential record-breaking production in Brazil next spring, which will compete with U.S. shipments in the global marketplace. Attention is on U.S. soybean exports, with problems in the Mississippi River far from resolved. The water level in the river has been at a near-historic low and threatening U.S. grain, soybean and petroleum exports at a time when all three commodities are in huge demand. According to the National Park Service, about 60% of all grain exported from the US is shipped on the Mississippi River to southern ports. It's been reported that exports at Louisiana Gulf Coast terminals are at their lowest level in nine years for the first week in October, a period when export shipments usually accelerate. Crude oil has weakened on the back of recession fears and falling demand for oil, losing around 5.5% in three trading sessions earlier this week. Both OPEC and the U.S. Energy Department have cut their demand outlooks, while a flare-up in COVID-19 cases in China has sparked fresh concerns over fuel consumption in the world's top crude importing country. And finally, the Grain and Pulses price indicator, starting with feed wheat at 268 for September, 286 for November. Feed barley, September 245, November 251. Oilseed rate for September 525 to 530 and November 531 to 536. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.